Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a performance storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Leon Weisberg. I came down to Florida, South Florida, particularly in 1977 with my family, my wife and two children for a job in Jewish education, but specifically to be the principal of a day school. And that day school started with 45 children, which grew to 350 children over the course of years. And slowly I started to expand my horizons, and particularly in my own self-education. And that is, I wanted to make sure that I had all the appropriate credentials to be a principal, to be an educator, to be a teacher. And one of those things that I did was to gain a doctorate in education. And then once I had my doctorate in education, I went back and I got a master's in Jewish history, which provided me with more content in the Judaica world. And then subsequently, I moved on to another day school up in uh, Boca Raton. And being in Boca Raton also expanded my horizons, meeting with all these different rabbis and getting incredibly involved in the rabbinical world. Being with the rabbis really inspired me very, very much. I moved on to another job, but subsequently I started to develop my idea that Jewish education was the most important product of my life. And with that, I decided that I've got my doctorate, I've got a master's, I've got all these degrees, I was now about ready to retire, and what am I going to do with my free time? And what I felt was, it's time to continue my learning it's time to go for smicha. Smicha, of course, is the ordination, a rabbinical ordination. So I started looking around, how do I do that? Where do I go? All the schools that I contacted were up in New York or in California. I, yes, I could do it long distance, but I'd have to fly up there once a month and spend the four or five days. It was very cumbersome. Needless to say, I did connect with one particular institution and that was Chabad. They actually have a, an online school my program took me three years uh, in studying uh, twice a week for two and a half hours each time and with uh, the rabbi in Minneapolis. And of course, I was sitting in my home in Cooper City. We did have to meet once a year in a retreat in Minneapolis. And for some reason, he always picked January for the retreat in Minneapolis. And I used to say, really? What's wrong with South Florida? I mean, I will have my synagogue will host you. I'll be happy to. But the people came from all over. They were in, in uh, uh, Texas and California. I mean, the students were from all over the country, Canada as well, uh, and my cohort of 19 people. I, I was unique in that everyone looked at me and always wondered because their age range was about 25 to, I think the oldest, except for me, was about 45. Needless to say, I studied, I worked hard at it. I needed to get a tutor because I was 71 years old and it's not exactly prime for learning. And I wasn't quick with the chemistry table. So after each of my classes, after my two classes a week, I would meet with a rabbi here in Cuba City privately uh, at my expense, of course, to tutor me and help me to understand what was being taught. Uh, we were studying the Shulchan Aruch, which is a very complicated text, fascinating, but complicated. After the course of three years, I, I was ready to be ordained. The ordination, which was a very moving moment in my life, was in New York. And so we had to fly up to New York, but I did invite some of my family. Would they like to come to the ordination in New York and Brooklyn specifically? Um, my brother-in-law flew in from, well, he drove in from uh, Boston. My brother came down from Yonkers. Um, my daughters flew up 
from uh, Florida with me and my wife. And then some of my wife's cousins from Brooklyn, they surprised me and they came to the ordination. There were about eight or nine of them. And of course, it was a very nice ceremony. Each of us got a chance to speak. And the rabbi who ordained me, he said, I'm going to leave you for the last. He told me in advance. So make sure your talk is really good because you're going to be the last of the 19, 19 of us. And each one gets up and speaks. You had one minute because 19 people had to say what it meant for you. So I realized, why am I last? And the reason I was last, because there was a surprise in store for me. My rabbi was coming and he was stuck in traffic. And so <laughs> he was coming, he flew up, my rabbi flew up. And then when I saw him, like they were up to number 17 speaking, I was number 19. And then all of a sudden, the rabbi was sitting at the dais, looks up and waves to the, someone coming into the door. I turn around and I saw my rabbi. I, I was so moved, so emotionally taken at that moment that he took the time to fly up to New York for my ordination. And then, of course, I got up to give my speech, but then I threw out my speech because I had to do it impromptu because now I felt differently than when I wrote this topic, you know, Devar Torah. And of course, I included my rabbi and my family and all the people that came. And this was a special moment for me, getting my ordination and having everyone come. Then we all kind of flew back to Cooper City and um, at that moment in time, I became a rabbi. And of course, everyone wanted to know, do I have a synagogue? Absolutely not. That's a 24-7 job, and I'm retired. <laughs> Leon Weisberg, a story about becoming Rabbi Leon Weisberg. Rabbi Dr. Leon Weisberg, he already had quite a bit of education. And he wanted more. This is a story about passion and took us along on this whirlwind journey. And it was very, very exciting to go along with him. I think he really cared as much about the spiritual fulfillment as he did about the educational fulfillment. I think Rabbi Dr. Leon Weisberg has found his calling. The more he got into Jewish education, the more he found that this is what he was meant to do. To me, that's one of the things that's so exciting about this story. How many of us have found where we belong in life, whether it's with a person, whether it's with a place, or whether it's what we do? I mean, there's a real difference between having a job and having a career. And a job you go to because you have to, and a career, I'd like to think anyway, that it is something that your heart is in a little more, that you really take pride in and really care about. Leon has been fortunate enough most of his life to have a career. He had to be really devoted to be to do this, to go to Minneapolis in the wintertime. Yeah, he says, Minneapolis in January, really? My synagogue would have put you up in Florida. I love that, the use of really. He also says, absolutely not at the end of the story. He uses his voice in really effective ways. But that really, I just thought that was just so funny. Yeah, it is kind of funny that you'd have to go in January, but that's the way the school year works. And to have the whole family come to his ordination in Brooklyn, I, that could be the highlight of someone's life. And having the rabbi come up, and I think 
that and I love the way he said he threw away his whole speech that minute speech that he had probably worked so long on he threw it all away when he saw the rabbi you know your family you expect when you're 71 and doing something like this you would expect that your family would come and support you I mean it was fantastic that they did it but that his rabbi came up was was quite an amazing thing and I think his rabbi came up for the second reason that's such an astounding story. He's 71. <laughs> Does he have a pulpit? Absolutely not. I'm retired. At 71, think how many people are on the golf course, are shopping, or watching TV. There aren't that many who get ordained. I'm glad he said that at the end because I thought he was going to have a whole new career in front of him. I'm not saying it would have been impossible, but it's just one of these wonderful stories that tells us education is not just for a certain job. Education is also for you. And this education was something he always wanted to do, and he did it for himself. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. I understand you are hosting a slam. Yes, uh, the Storytelling Slam for October at the Boca Raton Public Library. That's the third Sunday of the month, October 16th, 4 p.m. For more information, contact bocalibrary.org. You can also do it on Zoom. Well, thanks, Karen. Dr. Karen Neal is a performance storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.